Beefy fans around the world, welcome back to episode number 18. We're recording this on Tuesday, July 20th. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm your host, Andrew. Welcome to your weekly foot fix. Tyler, to kick things off, what are you drinking? Andrew, I'm mixing things up. I got a Scrimshaw Pilsner uh, from Fort Bragg, California. Pretty widely distributed here in the U.S., uh, but it's probably my favorite Pilsner that exists. Uh, I know you're you're not a fan of the beers, but I'm for not, anyone but... else who's out there, I would really recommend it, particularly if you're into a lighter style uh, Pilsner. It's great. Andrew, how about yourself? It's great. Well, to really switch things up, I am on the road this week uh, for work. So I am down in Florida. So I had to kind of do a little makeshift. Uh, so I went to Publix and picked myself up some black box Cabernet from a 2019 Chilean cab. So that is what I'm drinking. It apparently, despite being box wine, has 70 has won 70 gold medals in wine enthusiast categories. Um, Amazing. Where I'd really love to start off is we talked about last week, you packed from your 92 plus or whatever the hell icon pack. You got Moments Cruyff. Have you used him? Have you played any games? Give us an update. Yeah, and I had used him before too, but not much. But I promised to try him, you know, in full in Division Two and Rivals. So I played three games with him, and that was all I could stomach of FIFA 21. We'll get to that more, but I really hate this game. I just here's I. The only game I lost was one where this is some shit that has to get fixed is I logged into the rivals, my first match playing. I have matchmaking set to solo, you know, just want to play a normal game online, get in. My opponent is two, is two opponents. He's locally playing. There's two icons. It's division two. It's clearly two division two players who are locally playing together. They are making, the type of runs that you want your players to take the you know nice like veered runs hold up play and stuff that you want to see your players running i saw him do that twice and try to hit a threaded through ball and i stopped them both and i just kicked the ball out of bounds i was like fuck this shit and i went back and actually checked my settings I was like, oh did i screw something up do i not have matchmaking right no i do so they so ea you can just you can't allow that that's like miserable so then I played two more games. Um, that was pr- probably a little hot already because of that, right? Like that's just a ridiculous experience that you roll your eyes at, but it's like, why bother EA? Uh, next two games, I think I won a combined 10 to three. I think four to one, six to two. So I think those are my two scores. It was incredible. Uh, Cruyff is amazing. I actually tried several different formations because I just decided fuck it I'm gonna play some like aggressive pressing formations and Cruyff and Cantona and I have the the 98 Romelu Lukaku who I brought in who is unfair to press with because he just kind of like shoved you know guys using fullbacks meta fullbacks at center backs and guess what Lukaku just literally shoves like in pressing after possession loss he just like two hand shoves him out of the way and takes the (laughs) ball and scores so it's kind of comical so Kroos is amazing. He is everything you could possibly imagine he would be. He is agile. He is quick. He has a great shot. It's accurate. It's deadly. He's a good passer. Obviously, the skills are off the charts. 
you know, the price is accurate, I think. And so I feel very lucky to have them. And I'm just so disappointed at how much I dislike this game because I want to play more. I wish I liked this game. I was, you know, I say this every week and I was like, we have a podcast about this. Like, I like this game. I mean, I like the concept of foot. I love soccer. I want this to be fun. And just playing FIFA 21 to me is not fun. So I just kind of walk away, which is, you know, a thing we have talked about in the past. And I think a thing you've helped me with is, you know, if it's not fun, what's the point of playing? We're not pros. We're not doing anything else. And so that is what I do. Um, so that was a long way to say I did play with Cruyff. Cruyff is amazing, but FIFA 21 is not. Yeah. Uh, I, I respect and appreciate that. And I, you know, good for you for calling it a day when it wasn't working for you. Uh, a little bit more on Cruyff. I'd love to know, like, I've, I've not used that card. And I do know that you had the team of the week Neymar forever. Do you feel like he's like a noticeable improvement over like other earlier, like five-star, five-star players that we had? Do you feel like he's, he's got something extra as, as part oh, of yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. He's, so I always struggled with that Neymar card until I put him at striker and like a, the four diamond two. Croy is just almost night and day. He's, you know, it really does feel different. It's like the difference between using Neymar and I don't know, like Vinici, gold Vinicius Jr. or something. Like it is a significant gap. Um, so I think the pricing itself is actually appropriate because you can just tell. And, you know, we talked about this when I got Cantona too. Like the, the icons have this special sauce where they kind of, I think because they have their own special animations and stuff, they just do some glitchy stuff that maybe other cards shouldn't do. Or, you know, I'm often often frustrated when my random attackers just lose the ball. I, I think the defensive tackling sometimes felt random. Like you'd be dribbling or trying to hold the ball and like just kind of magically it felt like a defender could tackle you from behind. Cruyff doesn't have that problem. Like it just, you tackle him from behind and it's like, oh, foul. Oh, Nope, he's not going to, not only is he not going to lose the ball, you're going to go flying in the direction you should go flying normally because you're going to miss your poorly timed tackle. And then you're just going to give him a nice open lane to pass or shoot. Got it. Well, glad to hear Cruyff is amazing. Sorry to hear everything else about FIFA 21 is not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over the past, you know, probably eight or nine days since we last recorded, we kind of had the wrap-up of Summer Stars, uh, all these amazing cards and packs, including the 99 Neymar. Uh, you talked about the 98 Lukaku, who you have in, have in your team. Is there anyone other than Lukaku over the past like week plus that you've added to your squad, uh, either through SBCs or preview packs or anything else that's going on? No, Romelu is the big one. I got him in a preview pack, so that is by far and away the best preview pack I've had this year. Um, the only other special card I think I've packed in a preview pack was got back my Odegaard, who I sacrificed in an SBC. So I was happy to see that Norwegian back because I think he's a fantastic card, even if he's probably like 10K right now or something. Did you uh, do the La Liga 88 rated four player player pick? I did. I misread it. I thought it just said team of the season, path to glory and summer stars. And I somehow missed the birthday. I did it on my phone. And I, I'm just confused how I missed it. Cause I tip, I was like kind of looking hard to kind of understand what was there. So I did it. 
and I got birthday Mindy a nice 20, 25K card. Well, he's like and a 100K not, card. He's not awful. But, he is pretty cheap right Well, now. one thing that's happened actually probably since you packed him is uh, EA dropped a La Liga requirement for weekend league. And so his price jumped like 30%. Uh, but okay. on PlayStation, at least he was a hundred k. He went. He's now like one thirty five. Uh, so Xbox he is, is probably. You're right. Favorite. I just looked, um, and unfortunately, even though we're doing a podcast, this is where my brain is at. So he is one hundred twenty seven k. But when I packed him, he was eighty eight k. Yeah. No. I mean, he's. We obviously are huge fans of Ferland Mindy and this game. Uh, my only complaint is that the birthday card doesn't feel that noticeably better than the gold card, which yep. is more about that gold card is totally broken and less about anything related to the birthday card. Yeah. And we talked about it when birthday came out, like the biggest part of the upgrade was five star, five star on him. And what good is that for a guy you're using as a CB or a, you know, left back. It's not really that helpful unless, unless you plan to use them in midfield. All right. So I'm not playing the game that much, Tyler. You are, you have, in fact, you have two accounts. So tell, tell the listeners, tell me, what all have you packed? Which of we've had nonstop SBCs. We don't necessarily need to talk about all of them. Uh, you mentioned a La Liga pack. Did you do that one? Did you do any of these icon packs that have come out? Any of these 83 times 20 packs or 87 times 10, whatever? You know, we're getting all kinds of crazy SBCs right now for footies. What yeah. what have you done so far? What have you packed? Anything worthwhile discussing? Yeah, I am basically doing everything that is non-icon related and i'm just trying to do them on both accounts this is related to kind of the the slot machine uh 85 plus times 10 or the la liga pack even though the la liga pack is like outrageously expensive and an 88 rated squad i was like eh. as everyone says it's july what do i care uh so i took a spin on my rtg account uh which is pretty heavily La Liga favored and out popped team of the season, Varane, who immediately oh. slotted in, uh, plays center back for me, it took over gold Varane. Uh, and so it was like an outrageous upgrade there. So I was honestly thrilled. I would have been thrilled really with birthday Mendy because I could have sold my gold Mendy. And that alone would have probably been okay for me. Uh, but getting team of the season, Varane, was incredible. I've played probably eight games of them so far. Oh my God. I've been hating on gold run forever. Team of the season run lights out. I mean, <laughs> maybe the best center back I've ever used in FIFA 21. He's incredible. Uh, so that was huge. Uh, and then because that went so well, I switched over to the main account, even though I'm not playing there at all, uh, still have some fodder. And I mean, I was throwing the likes of, I put team of the season to into this, this upgrade pack who I had untradeable, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. but it was like, I just want to, I want to take another spin at the wheel and see what I can get. And out popped festival of foot Acuna. Who's like probably the best midfielder that has ever existed in foot. And so uh, I don't know when I'm going to go back and play with that squad, but because I pulled Acuna, I a hundred percent want to, like, I want to try him. Like he just looks insane. And so that's been thrilling. I did the 85 times, 85 plus times 10 on both accounts. Uh, both were terrible and not worth talking about. Uh, haven't packed anything else really that exciting, but I am excited about that. I got really lucky. I feel like that, that 
uh, 88 rated squad paid out for about 50% of people, according to my Twitter. There's some real, really shitters in there. Uh, but then there's folks like me who got super lucky. So I'm glad I was on the winning side of it. So pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great to hear. Um, oh, what about, sorry if I misunderstood this, what the one where you're recycling your foot champions cards, have you done that? I sadly don't have any reds left. I burned them all through various SBCs really probably like six weeks ago when I just got to the spot on that main account where I felt like there wasn't a whole lot to play for and it felt like the icons were coming out too slowly. So I kind of just had fun chasing these, these, all these random guaranteed path to glory, guaranteed tots packs. And so I haven't. But what has been crazy is, I don't know if you've stayed up with what's been happening on Twitter today, Andrew, but since EA has dropped these new guaranteed foot champs cards out of the upgrades, where whether you put in one, two, or three uh, 85 plus reds, but people are packing 99 Festival of Foot Neymar left and right. It seems like probably a third of people are getting a Neymar out of that pack, which is insane. That's amazing. Congratulations to any of you who did that. I believe Simon said best of the Foot Fanatic podcast is one of them. So congratulations. That's really exciting. This is the exact time of the year EA should be giving everyone those type of cards. I feel like it's just like screw the pack weight. Now is the time. Let's go. Yeah, 100%. If you have red cards, uh, listeners, get out there and put them into these upgrade packs because they're paying out and there's never been a better time. Yeah. I mean, you said you don't really have the red cards to do this with. Let me tell you my red cards. Cause I have also put most of mine in SBCs, real SBCs. I only have four left and they're good cards, but some of them are sacrificable. So uh, De Bruyne and Di Maria are two of them that I just don't use. And I feel like it's probably better to put this in 96 and 95 rated card. I feel like it's probably better to hold on and do some other SBC rather than put them in a coins, you know, in a slot machine. But I'm also half tempted to do it because like, I'm never going to use these cards. So it'd be interesting to try, but I'm sure the value I would get would be complete and total shit. So that's why I'm holding off because I don't have any of these like 81 to 84, 85 rated, uh, red picks like a lot of people were able to put in so good uh, ggs to anyone who held on until now to some of those red cards and was able to take advantage of it because that's great and, you know i kind of i don't know what you think about this i i think something like this should kind of be available at all times you know they have the upgrades for foot champs that they've started i think it was they started it last year and they've kind of just kept it in the game this year it just I think the that's not even strong enough and that this is the right type of upgrade is to kind of like maybe it's hey put three foot champs cards in and get one of the random promo players from this current week something like that would be pretty interesting because you know at least gives you a more of a reward at red cards although we also have talked before that you know I think promo players should be in red picks too which would make everything more fun yeah I I agree. That would definitely be more fun. Uh, would love to see that happen. But also, if I had red cards and I'm seeing 
so many people get a 99 Neymar. I 100% would put them in, especially if I'm like... Let's just do it. I'm just going to put it. I'm just going to put them in. I'm going to put Di Maria and De Bruyne in right now because I'm I'm just not going to play foot. I'm not going to play anymore. We're going to do this live on the podcast. Let me go find this SBC. What SBC could you possibly want to do that would give you something more interesting than a 99 Neymar? All right, exchange two. All right, so here's the question. Do I do the exchange two for a player pick or do I do each of them individually for two things? I think I do the player pick. Yeah, I think you want the player pick. That's where all the glory has been happening. Don't want to give up my Insigne or uh, Di Maria, I don't think. I mean, my uh, Teo Hernandez. So I think I'm just going to give up Di Maria and... De Bruyne for a three-card pick. Do you agree with that? Hell yeah. You don't All right. these cards. So here we Fuck go, it. listeners. I'm doing it. I just hit submit. Submit anyway, because they're all in all kinds of squads that I have. Let's see what I get. I'm treading your 95 Isaac card that's about to pop oh, up. That, that's higher than I think I'm going to get even. Let's see. Here we go. That's what I'm drinking. So cheers. All right. Cheers, buddy. Happy Tuesday. This is so bad. Oh, no. Path to Glory, Nabry. Foot Birthday, Gunter. Summer Stars, Christensen. Uh, ouch. Uh, I didn't hear 99 Neymar anywhere in there. Uh, you, you didn't hear 94 rated card either. <laughs> I'm taking Nabry. Who cares? Ouch. Um, well, but again, I'm probably never gonna play the game again, so who cares? Yeah, worth exactly. a shot, worth a silly shot. Um, I hope that was fun for you, listeners. If you want us to do more random shit like this, let me know. I'm happy to, you know, earlier this year, Tyler and I were just randomly just burning hundreds of thousands of coins opening packs, and it's just me and Tyler talking about it. So, would have been do a hell of a stream. Too. That would have been fun if we had to put that online. Uh, Except would it have been? Because we were just packing like 24, like 82 is the highest rated cards. And yeah, just... so many Ruben Neves, uh, yeah. 82 rare gold cards. Uh, totally. All right. So the other thing that came out, a uh, Hullet SBC would have been a great place for some of that fodder, uh, except it's, it's so late in the cycle that I just can't imagine wanting to complete 25 SBCs to submit 25 fucking squads it's insane like uh, like the value seems okay but just like the time effort it takes to complete and just the card like i think one of the problems is to do this it's not like you even if you have 2.5 million worth of fodder you probably don't have four 89 overall rated squads to do so you're almost certainly gonna have to go spend coins just to buy stuff just to kind of make it work as opposed to why not just say 94 rated one of these is like a 94 rated squad i guess the those 94 rates would probably go to the moon even though they're all in packs now so maybe i don't know jamie foot economist what are you thinking there like 25 25 packs is just to me that's the biggest problem like we're complaining about uh Eusebio a couple of weeks ago that was what was he 17 I thought total packs eight, like 18 somewhere in there yeah and, and this is nuts I don't know did, I haven't looked I actually I probably did when it came out but I didn't look at what the pack return was on those like 25 packs because I guess if you got a 
Oh my, he's, oh, I thought he was cheaper than this. He's 4.6 million now. That's quite expensive. Yeah, no, um, it's not cheap. And obviously everyone loves Hullet who plays, but I think if you'd been saving for it, like congrats, I'm glad he's out. Knock yourself out, enjoy. Uh, but for your average player, like there's too many other great cards out. I mean, we've got these festival of foot cards that are lights out, whether it's Acuna and Verratti, who are probably as good or better than Hullet. And I mean, they're a million coins-ish in value, and you can link them in with your yeah. spare three million coins from not completing that SPC, like simply. So it just the value is just off at this stage of the game. I, I really wish EA took a look at the icon. I think everything they do content wise is like feels somewhat okay, but icons are a tragedy. Like the timing is way off. I think I agree with you there. Like just in general, everything about icons seems off to me. They're all too expensive. They all come out too late. The icon SBCs come out too late. It's somewhat like weekly or the monthly objectives where it's just always behind the power curve somewhat. And so you're almost like, baiting people to like waste their coins on things that aren't as good as they could be because imagine if this had come out in january one i mean 25 pack 25 sbc squads is insane to do but you could have slowly done it every time you packed enough shit to get an 89 right totally. they like could have made it a squad they could have made it like an 8 million coin sbc in january and people would have done it happily and yeah and, you, and it's like part of the nice grind it's like you build do it and I think the last time we had that was in FIFA 19. And I remember just slowly doing that. And when I'd have, it was also very nice when you have untradeable fodder. It's like, oh, I'm working towards Eusebio. I am working towards Hullet. This is a nice place to just like park any duplicates rather than sitting on some shit or discarding it. And I, I like you said it correctly. Like they hit most of the contents, like just like, hit a home run and icons for some reason are screwed up and maybe maybe because they're trying to like phase them out as they brought bringing in things like heroes and stuff next year which i think is actually a pretty interesting addition which we'll talk about maybe next week not today but you know i think kind of phasing out icons in general now that there are like a thousand icons in the game is a good idea but man this whole it just feels like a huge mess to me yeah yeah and like this is even probably like the least popular year for hullet in recent memory i honestly almost never see him in this game and it just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense i mean it's cool that he's out but it's it's too many sbcs it's it's too much time and it's too late so uh, yeah. let's move on uh, we didn't get Absolutely. a lot of we got a lot of other SBCs, which are certainly all uniquely more it's valuable. It's footies time. It's footies yeah. time. <laughs> it's footies we time. we missed footies last year, right? We had summer heat, and so footies are back. Which summer heat was essentially the same thing. So it's kind of funny they called it different, but uh, footies are back. So you know, best of the year, best you know, most popular cards of the years are back. Yeah. So we got Alex uh, or Alan Saint Maximin. We got uh, Angel Di Maria SBC. We got Benucci. We got Mira. We got Tellez. There was a Carvajal versus somebody fan vote. Oh, the the one you took, the eighty three rated. Uh, was that Manolas? Yeah, I took uh, Manolas. So let's talk about that though, because I think EA screwed up there. 
because they gave you an actual card, right? They gave you the actual fodder untradeable, which they had done. They actually did in footies two years ago, which is why everyone took the highest rated card always, which is just silly. Just if you're going to do this type of vote, either manually adjust it so that they're all the same rating. You don't even have to change their end game stats. Just change the rating to all be 86 or, or 74 or whatever it is you want to do, or they made it. And then they've like course corrected and made it all loans, which is like the shittiest way to do it. I'd, I'd rather have a 75 untradeable than I would a loan card that, you know, you're just never going to use. So that that's a funny thing to me that they did. And I screwed it up because I just wasn't even thinking about like, Oh yeah, of course. Like I was just assumed it was a loan, even if it didn't look like a loan. Yeah. I, I mean, my only counter to the loan thing is if, you were still playing the game. And if they made a friendly mode that required use of some of these cards, that loan could totally come in handy. And so I could see why some people would want to maybe try some of these cards out as loans. But, but you'd rather have it as not a loan, right? Like that's that's my dichotomy is like oh, it's yeah. either loan or card you can use in SBC. You'd rather have card you can use oh, in yeah. SBC. I'm not complaining about the 86 Ramos that I immediately took and chucked into an SBC. That for me was a huge win, thrilled. I would rather have that over a loan card for sure. I just think that's a stupid system as it makes the vote yes. completely irrelevant. And I do think an easy resolution is, okay, you make both of them 86s and give it to everybody. Okay, that's somewhat interesting. Seems counter EA type of methodology to actually give people free fodder for doing nothing. So loan feels more up their alley. But if they're going to do a loan, like juice it, make it a 93 and like let yeah. people try out the card and enjoy it and then drop a 93 rated SBC because that's where the power curve is at. And that's kind of like what's, what's needed and necessary. I don't see the problem with that. What I don't understand is why is that like the only vote we've gotten so far? I don't really get like, this is footy. There are and... two, there are two votes, right? I think there's Carvajal and then there was one other that was a loan card. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I know we got the, it does, the, here's the, the thing. It's just like, thing. There was the so Raphael, like Liao, and there was, there was some Inter Milan, AC Milan thing through teams that nobody gives a shit about. Uh, I don't know. Footies has been a little confusing. However, all that said, St. Maximin, Tellez, phenomenal cards. I think maybe St. Maximin and uh, Di Maria are maybe overpriced. I don't care about Benucci, but if you're into Serie A and, or Italian squads, I bet he's fantastic. Mira looks insane for a 50k card but he's from a league and nation that aren't really that usable so it's kind of a novelty play uh but he was really good in fifa 20 um in my japan to glory squad <laughs> i would have been doing absolute backflips over this card because i was beating i mean i was competitively playing in rivals with a full japanese squad and he would have been just that overwhelmingly amazing card to get and it would just made me happy so if you do gimmick squads like that he's great you know if you i'm sure there's other ways you know league specific gimmicks you could do that make him fun but agreed like he's he was cheap so you know it's nice to have i like i like cheap good players um, probably could fit into your your new squad if you really wanted to and i know it's kind of had such good pack luck that maybe it beat the curve but maybe if it was a july 10th squad instead of a june 10th squad it'd be better yeah totally and for anyone that's out there that like packs like high rated dupes it's like it's a place to recycle cards yeah. and 
no hate against the Mira card. Uh, I think the only thing I wish, like St. Maximin, uh, I think it was last year, but it could have been two years ago, but he was five-star, five-star in his in-game card. And it was like unbelievable. I wish they priced him as if it was the same card. So it's like 550K. Yeah. It feels real expensive. And I wish they'd have just made him five-star, five-star, but they gave him the four-star weak foot. That was slightly disappointing to me. I think if they had made him five-star, five-star, I would have legit gone back to my main squad because I could have done the SBC and fit him in. And I would have played with that squad, like no doubt. And so uh, that was a, a little bit of a disappointment, but hey, at least they brought the card out. It just didn't quite meet my expectations. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, honestly, those stats aren't even that juice looking at it. Like they are juice, like it's a good card, but at this stage of FIFA, you know, he's a 600,000 coin SBC when you could go spend much less than that and go get Hongman Son, who is, you know, basically as good or better. So, yeah, I agree with you. Like that, if he was five star, five star, maybe that'd be a fun SBC to do, but a little disappointing. You know, we also have objectives in this week, but they're not the same objectives we got last year, which I think we thought were some of the best objectives of all time, were summer heat, essentially the same as the Academy, the upgradable Ferland Mindy, and then the Bruno Fernandez, which were, we might have even had more than that, but those are the two that obviously stand out as two of the best cards of all time. And the grind was long. I think you had a month to do it. And it was an absolute grind, but it wasn't terrible, I felt like. It was like maybe the best grind EA's ever done too because it wasn't like score seven goals in one game with your weak foot with a defender. It was, I think, much more usable type stuff. And I think maybe just like actually using the cards themselves, which were already cracked out. But that's not what we got here. We did get two really good cards. And I think you've gone for them. So I'll let you talk about those cards and like kind of the grind itself. But one major pivot that I noticed for these is that where, you know, what the grind requirement is, and it's not the bullshit, like enter some random friendly mode that no one wants to play. It's, it's an offline mode that no one wants to play, but you can do it in rivals. So, and I mean, Alison Drini, for example, you know, some of these things are like assist seven goals using four star skill players. Well, if you're playing rivals, you're going to get that done, right? Assist with through balls and rivals. Well, most people are only assisting with through balls. So they're going to get that score using French players and rivals. Yeah. Mbappe or Benzema, or if you did ASM just now, or, you know, ton and ton and ton of Cantona, just tons of French players out there to score. So some of these feel to me like less onerous and more like kind of rewarding for just playing the game and like maybe slightly tweaking your gameplay, which to me is where I would like EA to go. Yeah. But uh, I, I said that all, you've done these SBCs, I believe. So how do you feel about the grind? How did you get them completed? Have you used these cards? Because these cards both look amazing too. Yeah, so uh, first I'll start with kind of where you were touching on last year with Summer Heat with the, the Mindy and Bruno Fernandez. I thought those were 
two of the best cards I've ever used in foot. In particular, that Ferlin Mindy card for sure is my favorite card I've ever used in foot. Uh, I don't know if I have the exact number right, but it was something like 23, 26 games. It was a lot to unlock that card. But at the end, I felt like I got a card that was totally worth it. And I really enjoyed being able to actually unlock him. I actually did it on two separate accounts. That's how much I loved that card. <laughs> Uh, and also a little bit of how much COVID impacted my shelter in place life. And that's how much free time I had to where I could do that on two accounts. Uh, and so I'm with you. I, I wish they would bring that back. I thought it was super fun. The way that even with the um, future stars, you know how we always get those objectives where it's like you start with the 78 rated player and then it becomes an 80 rated and then an 81 and then an 84. Like you get those uh, consistent upgraded versions where yeah, Fofana the, this year, and I think we had one other like the that. Brazilian yeah. Bundesliga Renier. Oh yeah, Renier. Yeah. yeah, that guy. That's not how you say it, but yeah. Um, apologies yeah. to all of our Brazilian listeners or anyone who has any fucking sense of how to pronounce <laughs> names. Yeah, uh, but we're the, drinking during these podcasts, so our just accents go off the window. So apologize, but yeah, but the progression, yeah. I, I I think it's cool to like unlock those cards in a progression. You get new challenges with each one. I think that's fun. It makes sense. It's a way to create engaging content. EA threw that all out the window. I really had thought that was a good system, and instead they gave us something that's incredible, and that it's two insane players that you can do at the same time. And this Alessandrini and Tavernier card, and really over 12 games, you can unlock both. And so I don't think that's there's incredible. Any, I don't think there's any question that these are the two best objective cards that you can unlock in 12 games combined ever. I mean, it's indisputable. It's absolutely a fact. And they both look awesome. I, I think neither one is like easy to link in your kind of current in-game squad based on what most people have after Festival of Foot. However, they're both incredible super subs. I think you're now set with two elite super subs for life if this is something that you're willing, if you're willing to go play 12 games, whether it be uh, in squad battles or rivals. I kind of do a hybrid. I try to do the harder things in squad battles first, playing on world class. You can do the glitch so you don't really have to engage yourself in that entire time. And then once I get things like, oh, score with the defender done or get your volleys done, then I go and play the rest of the games in Rivals because that's at least more engaging. And I think that's probably the best way to approach it. And even if you lose a game in Rivals, who cares? Whatever, you're still having fun. Uh, you don't even need wins in the, the hardest objectives or the ones with the, the highest accumulation of score with that's 10 huge. French and players. That's huge. That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. So you can, I got beaten a game 6-1, but I scored with Mbappe and it was like, all right, great. Like that still helps me towards my Alessandrini. So yeah. I've unlocked, uh, I've unlocked Tavernier. I have one game left for uh, Alessandrini and I'm sure I'll get that in like literally the next game I play because I have a bunch of French players not worried about it. I think it's amazing. It's like easy free content. It feels kind of like a recognition from EA that like oh, hey, people are not playing this game. Let's dangle a carrot in front of them. Um, but for those of us who are kind of content workhorses, I wish there was still like the long grind if it was something you wanted to do. So like, why not throw out a 97 Ferlin Mindy uh, out there and see if we can go get it? So 
take a shot if you drink every time I bring up MLB the show. I, I do feel bad about doing this, but this is one thing they get very right is that these type of objectives don't expire. So they progressively get better and better cards like these cards, but the old objectives just are still there. So you can always complete them and they're worth like they're completely worthless for the most part. And MLB, the show doesn't have SBCs like uh, FIFA does, but it, it is nice that, you know, randomly sometimes I will just be playing and unlock have just completed some objective from two or three months ago. It's like, Oh, cool. Like I just got, I don't know, 91 rated uh, Eloy Jimenez. It's like, cool. That's great. And like, I kind of forgot about that card. You know, it'd be nice if some of those objective players, I think were still available just because it gives you some things to do. I know we have the milestone players still out there, but let's be real. Those, I mean, because EA stopped updating those before team of the season, that there's nothing out there that's kind of worthwhile on that front. Yeah, absolutely. The milestones, I mean, 84 to 86 rated cards, nobody cares about. I think that's dead. Uh, yeah. I think your point about objectives never expiring in MLB The Show, that honestly sounds great. Like I, I would love for all these things to be available, particularly because I started like my June 10th RTG. It would be so cool if I could actually go get those future stars cards because they're not available and actually more importantly what i would love to be able to get is the silver team of the week player uh, yeah. EA, ea keeps releasing like every week or every other week all these objectives that require a silver team of the week and they're expired on the market and there's obviously no more team of the weeks and so they're not in packs and so they're not in objectives and so i literally can't get a silver team of the week on my new account which just feels dumb and if they just i mean one they could just reintroduce it so i could actually add one to that squad uh but if they just left some of those objectives out there for us to be able to complete over time that would certainly eliminate the need for that and honestly i just don't think ea is paying attention like i guarantee that the people in charge of those those weekly objectives have no idea that people can't actually go out and obtain a silver team of the week card on the market that's almost certainly true. So Tyler, there's one seg there's one thing I want to kind of talk about going forward until FIFA 22 gets here. We'll talk about FIFA 22 in another episode. We'll hit on new features that EA is announcing and what we want to see and things like that. But I want to talk about kind of the best and worst of FIFA 21. And I want to make this kind of a recurring series for us. So I think each week, Hopefully until the launch of FIFA 22, we'll see how long we go if we run out of ideas or if it just gets uh, one-sided here, maybe we'll stop. But I think we should talk about maybe each of us, one good thing, one bad thing from FIFA 21 from our perspective. Love the idea. I think it's fantastic. I, I feel like I'm a positive person. I'll easily be able to come up with as many positives as negatives. I think what I'm going to have to ask is that you keep track of these responses so that I don't repeat myself. Uh, that's not my strong suit. I'll I'll take my first stab at. I love this game. This is fun. Uh, Great. When I think about FIFA 21, I think one of the biggest improvements that I experienced was the evolution of friendlies. I honestly never played friendlies in prior FIFAs at all. 
Uh, part of that is because I have no friends. Uh, so that, that definitely factors into it. Um, and then when you add in, I have no friends, I'm an American. Uh, that means I have virtually no one in my entire circle that follows soccer. So certainly no one that plays foot. Uh, so this addition of friendlies where there's all these like things where you can actually go and play in a different mode. It doesn't have to all be about your ultimate team. That introduced like a ton of squad variety, new challenges, new objectives that I honestly got so much joy out of. And I played hundreds and probably 500 plus games of friendlies this year. And to me, that was a huge win. So you kind of stole my good, but mine is a little more narrow than this. And it's specifically in friendlies managerial masterpiece for weeks, if not months, that was the only game mode I was playing, or I was playing that in Silver Stars. And I loved it. Um, we, we, you know, we talked about it. Like it was at times the rating requirement was a little off at times. Apologies. I think my wine is starting to like flutter on this desk. So I think you could hear that. So maybe Tyler will edit it, maybe he'll leave it in. But managerial masterpiece, you know, at times the rating requirement just wasn't high enough. And they ultimately did increase that rating, but they, you know, they didn't update this going forward. So I think the idea was so great. And especially at the beginning of FIFA, what a great concept that like you're not using your most maxed out squad. There's actual squad building involved. There's real requirements, but not only is there real requirements, there's all kinds of objectives that other people could be doing. So you're not just playing the same teams over and over and over again. You're playing, you know, some people are going for Irish objectives. Some people are going for Eredivisie. Some people are going for MLS. And that's cool because it's just like fun. And you also just kind of know what people are going for, which is nice to see too. And you're like, oh, good job, guy. Like, happy for you. So to me, that mode was a great addition uh, really, really disappointed that I just forgot about it because I thought team of the season was the perfect time to like really highlight it going forward, but they chose not to do that. Just like, you know, they kind of, I feel like gave up for the most part on the game at team of the season time, but uh, managerial masterpiece, what a great addition to the game. That is my number one good for FIFA 21. Yeah. Uh, agree. I clearly would include that within my umbrella of friendlies. And I think to only add to it a little bit, it really gave meaning to Silver Stars. Like Silver Stars came out first and I was like, who the fuck cares about getting a 74 rated special silver in their team? And then Managerial Masterpiece came out and it's like, oh wait, you can use that 74 rated Che Adams in your Managerial Masterpiece team for a Premier League squad. And it's like, you're actually getting like an 84, 85 rated, but he only counts as a 74. It's like, this is amazing and brilliant. Loved it. Hope they continue it and really just build off of it because it's a great foundation for just another fun thing to have available that isn't yeah. rivals or weekend league or squad battles. So I actually treated managerial masterpiece different too. I rarely use the 74 rated uh, silver stars. I often use three 65 rated silvers on my bench and that allowed me to drop in some type of 87 or 88 rated elite card that would help, you know, just kind of overpower the lower rated 75 rated 
players on different sides. And also just kind of was interesting because it allowed you to just kind of understand different players that no one else would be using and just try to find, you know, who has some interesting stats that are fun to use. Yeah. All right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that there's a potential bad that comes along with that. Like really whenever there's a good, there's also the counterpoint. I'm not going to use this for my official bad this week, but Lone Mbappe was really the counter to like the joy of managerial masterpiece. You were a little later in starting. So I don't know if you got this as much as everyone else, but literally the first thing that would ever happen in the first games of managerial masterpiece was pause and both teams would sub on their lone Mbappe. And it was just like this chaotic mess because he's so much better than literally everyone else in the game. And that got old and annoying, uh, but I kind of look back on it with fond memories and it was just all in fun. Uh, so I'm not going to officially put that as a bad, but uh, I don't know if you had that same experience at all. A, a little bit, but not as much, I think, partly because people were using other great cards to achieve whatever objective you need to do. Or also, once you have some of the higher, once you have a Graven Birch and a Bodu and the right winger from Eredivisie, whose name is escaping me right now. Once you have those type of cards, it, they help you so much more towards the objectives than Mbappe does. Then you're, except for wins, which wins were relatively easy to get, like people were using those cards. So I think kind of saw it more of a focus on the actual better players in that league. So, I, and I'm sure that was the intent, but I can only imagine how frustrating it was to see lone Mbappe day one. Yeah, all right, just so, over and over. So, all right, what is my your bad? real my real bad? I have to start the icon strategy. We talked about it during this episode. The number one thing in terms of, like, I'm gonna ignore gameplay. The thing that just was in EA's control and makes no sense at all is their strategy on icons. Whether it's through which players they're releasing through swaps, it's when the SVCs come out, it's which players get SVCs. I think the whole thing was too slow, doesn't make sense with what promos they're lining up, and was a huge disappointment. And I honestly am entering FIFA 22 thinking, don't even bother thinking about icons. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, it's like, that's where I'm going to enter the game. Is like, I want to, and whether that forces me to go nations or league specific, like, I'd rather do that and not give a shit about these this icon release that they hang on to. Sure. And I, I assume you'd say icon swaps fit squarely in there where the icon swaps are just never worthwhile to do. It's always I mean, everyone the did packs the packs. Were always, right. Yeah. Cause there was so much better of value and there was rarely ever an icon worth grinding for because the top, yeah, grind out 18, 19, icon swaps to get some card that is significantly behind the curve right it's yeah just... it was it's just poor execution i yeah. just ea has way overvalued what icons are worth in this game i'm sure it's related somehow to like how they look at prices on the market and thinking like oh like we're giving people these cards that are worth x and just <laughs> not really having a depth of understanding of the inner relationship of of how that evolves over time with these other promo cards that they're releasing that are much, much better. Yeah. And the prices are controlled by EA, right? Because 
icons are so incredibly rare. I packed one icon this year. I don't know if you packed what three? Like I think three, yeah. I mean, that's silly in and of itself that we're two people who play the shit out of this game. Obviously, I don't play as much as you, but like I I guarantee I'm still probably in the top 15% of games played of FIFA Ultimate team players. And almost certainly in terms of like pack value and like that type of shit, I'm sure I'm in the top 10 to 15%. So to only pack one icon seems crazy. And part of that is because of the way they do the upgrade packs where they're just not available, right? Like it's so weird to me that all of these player upgrades are just devoid of icons. And we really have no idea to know which ones don't have icons in them. Like, you know, there's SPCs out that have rare gold players does this 12 times rare gold player pack have icons in it we don't know there's no pack odds involved in it so it's really hard to tell which packs have icons in them to begin with and then just how insanely rare they are is what fucks up the pricing i think and really just makes them like too expensive for what they are when realistically like these cards are already crazy. some of these cards are already crazy cheap but imagine if they were actually in packs i don't know yeah totally so that's right. mine andrew what is your what is your fifa 21 well bad i'm not going to ignore gameplay um i imagine almost every week my bad is going to be something in the gameplay you know that this is my biggest gripe is i just don't feel like ea cares about the gameplay or maybe it's the top end gameplay experience versus the random ass person who can pick it up off the street um to me, the number one thing is how overwhelmingly assisted this game is. So it often feels like you're playing against the AI. And I'm sure you most you guys all know about this, but everything is assisted, right? Crossing is assisted, passing is assisted, shooting is assisted, aiming for shots is assisted, um, uh, defense is assisted all you know just everything is so over assisted and i think the biggest thing to me where it comes through the most well there's really two things but i think the biggest problem we all deal with is the threaded through ball which is assisted so that it curves around your defender even if you're in the right place making a great play with a 98 rated ramos or something like that this card you know those type of cards still somehow the game glitches through them and allows these threaded through balls to get through it's partly defensive ai but it's also partly that the assisted nature of it allows you to kind of aim in a completely incredibly off you know off target basis and still get rewarded for your stupid play and defense is the other part of that that's you know another problem in a different way where essentially you're rewarded for not using your controller and letting the AI do it for you because I personally feel like manually tackling and stuff was punished as compared to AI assist, which would kind of just, you know, make these go-go gadget blocks for you all the time or oftentimes get in the right position, especially if you're on dropback, that really overwhelmed any type of offensive moves you could make. So those are my kind of bads there. Generally just the assisted nature of the game I would love to see EA drop down to manual or semi-assisted for 
rivals or you know weekend league if they did for weekend league then rivals would drop down too because everyone would want to prepare for weekend league but i would love to see weekend league be at least semi-assisted or worse yeah uh i think those are great points i think the the nature of how effective through balls are this year just it feels it almost feels like in every game if you're not playing drop back which i don't play in a drop back format i try to play in a way that i find fun I'm almost guaranteed to give up two goals to a player yeah. that's at my level or better because I will get beat on a counter with a through ball because of that aggressive nature. And it's like, it's just on me to figure out how to score three or more goals because you're like virtually guaranteed to give up those like over the duration of the game, just two of those sloppy goals because you just can't control it. Absolutely. And it's not that they were, it was like, oh, I saw this run and I made the perfect time pass and like I hit these through balls. Like, no, I tried threaded through ball 24 times and twice it got through because the game glitched on me for some reason. And I think to me, that's the bigger frustration. There's no strategy about it. It's just like spam it repeatedly until it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's a very fair bad for FIFA 21. Uh, look forward to continuing this series again. Uh, keep me honest so that we don't repeat, but uh, I like it. Good addition. So thank you for bringing it up. And Andrew, Absolutely. is there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, this week uh, on the foot fix? Well, the only thing is, you know, we have some listeners, this podcast, we want to hear what your goods and bads are. Um, I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear, you know, I might steal from you guys a little bit if, if I really like something's like, oh yeah, that is a great one. Cause you know, interested to hear what anyone thinks, what the community thinks about what was both good and bad about this game. Cause we all do have different experiences. So it is good to hear what you guys are thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I share that. Uh, and so Andrew, if, if our listeners have some ideas, where can they find you? You can find me at, at, foot underscore ast mostly on twitter these days um, dms are open happy to talk about anything uh, as we ramp up towards fifa 22 we'll i will probably be shifting somewhat to talking about some trading methods because I, I know building coins early on is very important and helpful to kind of like build your long-term success so we'll kind of maybe in august which is very soon talk about some ways to make coins but happy to dm and stuff about that before then yeah absolutely what about yeah. you tyler yeah you can find me at pace of a tortoise uh again predominantly on twitter and you can find our show on Twitter as well at foot underscore F I X. And with that, and Instagram and Instagram. Oh yeah. We have an Instagram, Instagram account. Yeah. It hasn't been updated a lot lately, but uh, maybe <laughs> with some more engagement with, with our followers, uh, it'll, it'll peak. Uh, but yes. Uh, thanks for joining everyone. This was your weekly hit of the foot fix.